Hi, and welcome to the Milk and Honey Podcast. I'm your host, Lemon Price, creator of Pricelessly Imperfect, a Girl Power Alliance Field Advisory Board member, and a dog rescuer. This podcast is for Christian women who want to step into their kingdom leadership with all the confidence in the world. Inside, we're going to be talking about ditching antiquated views of womanhood as it relates to the kingdom, how to grow a business with God at the forefront, and stewarding all the provisions and talents God has given us so we can grow the kingdom. So whether you're a woman looking to launch her business or you're a seasoned pro, there's something here for you. Let's dive into today's episode together, shall we? Hey there, welcome to the Milk and Honey podcast made for Christian female entrepreneurs and just women who are really excited to go after what it is that God has called them to do. So I'm your host, Lemon Price. I am a wife. I am a a stepmama to two boys, and we have three fur babies, two of which think they are lap dogs, even though they are 90 pounds a piece. And we live in South Georgia. And I just wanted to take this first episode to introduce myself, tell you a little bit of my backstory and how we ended up here. So I grew up in an anti-Christian household. My family would make fun of Christians. They they always told me that Christians were intellectually inferior to me, which I always thought was so strange. Um, but I remember, you know, it's like having dinner and them telling me, you know, all of these Christians, you know, are short a few brain cells and they believe in a magical guy in the sky who's just going to like take care of them and they don't take accountability and all of these things, right? And so that was the perception that I had of Christians growing up, sort of. So I grew up in New Jersey and I remember being 10 and this had to come from God because I remember it so clearly. Just knowing that I was going to one day move to the South, that I would meet a man in church and that we would raise our children in the church and we would just have this little Southern life, right? Like I had this picture of a very wholesome life growing up. And I remember telling my family that and they thought I was absolutely insane. Turns out I did, in fact, meet my husband at a church here in the South. Um, I live in Georgia now. And so God do, right? He gave me that vision and he knew. But I just remember my whole family being so against the the church as a whole and against Christians as a whole. Um, and so when I was 23, um, right before I turned 24, my neighbor came over and she was inviting my grandmother actually to a Bible study. Now, I was in graduate school at the time, uh, getting my master's in journalism, and I was working at a school, um, an elementary school, and then also freelancing for a local newspaper and teaching dance, like all at one time while going to graduate school. And so keep that in your mind as you hear this. So my neighbor comes over and she invites my grandmother to her Bible study, and my grandmother wanted nothing to do with it. She had a very bad experience um, when in the 60s um, with the Catholic Church. And so from then on, my grandparents were very anti-organized religion. My grandparents, up until they died, they said they always had a relationship with God, but they were never going to attend an organized religion again after what happened to them in the 60s. So, which is probably where my mom came up with this anti-religion idea, right? She took a bad experience from my grandparents and decided that the whole 
religion was bad and that God was bad. Um, and so it's really interesting to see how that sort of like trickles down generationally. So anyway, so she invites my grandmother to this Bible study and my grandmother, of course, said no. Um, she's like, I have a relationship with God. I don't need to like go to your Bible study. And so she looked at me and she invited me and I was like, there is literally no way, lady, that I can come to your Bible study in the middle of the afternoon. It was like four in the afternoon on Wednesday. And I was like, I literally cannot do that. Like I have so many things on my plate. There's just no possible way that I could attend this Bible study with you. And she's like, well, that's the good thing about being neighbors is I know that you're home during that time. And she's like, and I'll feed you. And I was like, okay, well, I'm in because my neighbor makes the best food. She still does. And so I was like, okay, great. So I went and let me just tell you, I've always known this about my neighbors. So when you walk into their house, you just felt something different, right? And of course, now I know that's the spirit, right? But you walked into their house and there was like a sudden calm in the house. And I tell I tell them this all the time. Still, um, her husband could literally read the ingredients on a cereal box and I would still feel the spirit just because he is so, he is such a good example of what it means to be a good, like faithful Christian husband, right? And he really is putting God first. And so everything he says, you can tell, like he is really intentional about what he's saying and he's leaning into the spirit and she's the same way. But I'm like, I could literally listen to this man talk about anything. And so they have this beautiful marriage. They have, you know, like five wonderfully successful, happily married children. And so, and my parents divorced when I was 10. And so shocker that right before my parents divorced, I have this vision of meeting a good Christian man and all these things, right? Growing up in a non-Christian household. And so I remember them saying to me the reason that their marriage was so successful and the reason that they were so happy is because they followed the gospel. And I was like, okay, like I, I want that. I want what you have. I want the marriage that you have. Like I came from dysfunction, right? And so I'm like, I want exactly what it is that you have. And so it only took me like three weeks to get baptized because I was like, I, yes, like if Jesus can transform a marriage like this, if if this is what God can do, and I've and I've witnessed it, right? So at this point now, I'm like 24. I turned 24, and I'm like, I've I've known these people at that point for like 14 years, and I've and I've just seen the love and compassion that exists between them. And so if you're telling me the reason that your marriage looks the way it does is because of the gospel then I am all in because I've seen the real life trans I've seen it play out in front of my face. And so I'm like, I want exactly what it is that you have. And so I was baptized so quick because I'm like, I, I want this, I need this. And so at the time I was dating my first husband and and this all plays in. So I'm dating my first husband and right. So remember I joined I joined the church because I've seen what it can do to marriages and to relationships and what it can do to individuals. Right. And so I'm like, okay, great. You know, like I'm, I'm all in it to win it. And so I fully immersed myself in church. I was involved so heavily and my now ex-husband, um, he joined the church too, like after, right after we got married and I, 
he did, he did not, he did not pour himself in the way that I did. And so we had, so we got married when I was 24 and our divorce was finalized by my 28th birthday. And it was just not, it was not good. It was so unhealthy. We, I was so committed to growing and changing and investing in what it is that God had for me. And he was not. And so, um, he had a military injury and got addicted to opioids, um, from the injury. And I remember the doctor, I remember being 24, sitting in the doctor's office with him. And the doctor told me that he would be dependent on these to get him through. And I was so naive that it did not dawn on me that dependent men addicted. And so like, I don't blame him in any way, shape or form for what happened to him, right? Like it happens and it's tragic and it's super sad, but it just became so unhealthy. We were arguing all the time. Um, you know, sometimes it got a little physical and things. And I just, I remember just being so angry at the church for a long time for that. And, you know, we miscarried like several times and things. And I just, I was so angry at the church. I was so angry. And I felt like I had been like betrayed by God, right? I felt like God had let me down and that this, this radical transformation did not exist and that there was like nothing for me, right? And so I went inactive. Um, you know, I still like believed in God, right? But I really had to wrestle with like who God was and who God said I am and the promises that God had for me. And so I really, I struggled for like for a while, right? And so I went to a different church because I was like, I just need, I need distance, you know? And that's where I ended up meeting my husband now. And, um, and it's so crazy because now I've seen the radical transformation because even though I met my husband in church and stuff, like we have just grown so much over the last few years. Um, we just celebrated our fourth anniversary. And so, and I could honestly count on like one hand, the amount of like legitimate arguments that we've had, right? Which is so different from my first marriage because I have a husband now who is intentionally reading scriptures and we're we're talking about the gospel on a regular basis and actively working on sanctification as a unit. Um, and I remember that being something my ex-husband said to me actually, like as we were getting divorced, as we were like going through that process, is he said, the problem is, is that I'm the same person I was when we got married and you've continued to grow and change and evolve. And he's like, that's the problem. And so now I'm super grateful because I'm married to somebody who is actively growing and changing and evolving with me. And we're having these really intense theological conversations, um, not only amongst ourselves, but with the boys too. And I've seen it just spill over. And so now I see that that marriage that, you know, my neighbors had. And I, re- I remember telling them, you know, my neighbors growing up, I'm like, I just want to be married like you guys are. I want your marriage someday. And now I feel like I do have it. And it's really because of the gospel. It's like, I don't think my husband and I would be where we are if we didn't have the gospel and we weren't putting God first in our marriage. It's just been a radically different transformation for us. And so I have made this just such an important part of of my life. And that that's going to lead me to how we ended up here professionally too. So 
we're going to like backtrack a couple of years. So uh, back in 2011, I took a class in undergrad called online journalism uh, for part of my minor in journalism. And the whole program or the whole course was focused on blogging, right? It was so new back then. And so I wrote, I grew up in a tourist town. And so I was like, I'm going to do bar and restaurant reviews, you know, and I'm going to talk about the nightlife scene here. And I'm going to, that's what I'm going to do. And it was super successful, super successful. You know, I was getting thousands of views like a month and stuff. Pinterest was brand new, right? So we were like trying to navigate Pinterest. No, it was, everything was so new. And so I, because my blog did so well, I ended up working at, a boutique PR agency before I even graduated from college, um, which was a terrifying experience. I remember my first day being there, them saying to me like, well, we we usually win like several international awards. Um, you're going to be the main contact for like the American Lung Association and things like that. And so we expect that level of quality work from you. And I was like, okay, great. Thank you so much. This is my first like grown up job, but no problem whatsoever. And so... I, um, so I, you know, I was still blogging and trying to work at this boutique agency. And I was like, that's when I'm going to go get my master's in journalism because I'm writing constantly. And so I want to make sure this is going really well. And so I ended up moving back home. So I was working in Delaware and I wanted to move back to New Jersey. So I moved back to New Jersey, worked at the newspaper for like a long time. So I was at the newspaper then for a couple of years started off freelancing and then became their features coordinator, right? So I was basically like the features editor. So I handled all of like the fun stuff in a newspaper. So I handled the nightlife stuff, right? I, you know, they ended up um, doing something similar to what my blog was doing at the newspaper. So I was super familiar there. And then they did, um, like I, I was in charge of like home and garden and all those kind of fun stuff, right? Like the fun parts of the, of the news. So that was my domain. And so I did that for a long time. And then my first husband wanted to move to Pennsylvania to be closer to some of his family. And so I said, no problem. We moved um, up to Pennsylvania. And so I sort of like circled the tri-state area for a few years there. And so we moved to Pennsylvania. And that's when I went back to marketing because I was like marketing pays by more than journalism in Pennsylvania was definitely not cheap, right? We lived on the main line. And so I went back to marketing and again, started um, working at a, a small like boutique agency and they're actually still clients of mine. Um, and that was back in 2015. So they've been my client now, right? It's 2023. So like eight years, um, they've been my client, which is absolutely wild when I think about it. And so I started working there and then uh, somebody at church asked me if I wanted a job, like a, like a better job. And I was like, yeah, Sure. What do you, like? What do we got going on? And so I ended up being the CMO of a tech company at just twenty six, which is again insane. Um, when I think about it, and I talk about my career path, I'm like, this is crazy. You know, at twenty six, I've already won like multiple international awards. I have, you know, done some crazy things. And so I go to this tech company, and they tell me that they are in the red. And they need help. And so, you know, I start crunching numbers. I love math. And so I start crunching a bunch of numbers and we drastically like reduce their cost per lead, like all of those things, right? And so they ended up doing uh, eight figures in sales in 10 months. 
right? So we're back in the black and we're doing all these amazing things. We, you know, we hit some quotas that we had set. And so we had like club seats at a Sixers game and things like that. Um, Cause I was friends with the CEO of the, the Philadelphia 76ers at the time we were going to church together. And so we, I did all like, I felt so accomplished, right? I was doing some amazing things. Um, and then I remember because I was still blogging, right? I was still like involved in that community. I still had some, I had some freelance marketing clients and a lot of them were women. And so I remember bringing this up in the middle of a meeting one time, like we need to be focusing more on, um, so they were a fintech company and they did business loans. And so I'm like, there are so many businesses that women start that maybe aren't hitting the same exact revenue, you know, stream, like revenue markers or whatever that these other businesses are doing, but they're still viable businesses. And there's a ton of them, right? Women are starting businesses like two to one event. And I remember people being so angry with me. So I was the only woman at the office and people were so angry with me for saying that. And I came to work the next day and I was the only person with an office because I was recording content and all these things. So I needed my own office. And there was phallic imagery all over my office. I mean, I'm talking the walls, my whiteboard, my desk, my files, like literally everything. Like it was on like the pencil holder that I had. Um, Somebody had come in and destroyed my office overnight. And I remember telling them like, I don't feel safe here. My voice isn't safe here. My ideas aren't safe here. I'm like, I don't feel safe here anymore. And so I started working from home. And then I eventually left because I was like, none of this just feels safe to me anymore. And so I left and started um, working just exclusively for myself. And so I remember I went out to California. I spoke at a a women's conference and ended up making like $15,000 in a weekend. And I'd never made that kind of money before. And so that's the money I used to move to Georgia and everything. And it was, it was an incredible experience. Um, and I felt like I could finally do it. And so I did, I started running my own freelance agency and I did well, right. I haven't had a corporate job in five years. And I remember getting to a point in like mid 2020 where I was like overwhelmed. I was like, okay, like I'm doing a ton of work, right? I'm not only doing sales calls and contracts and all the admin stuff, but I'm also then fulfilling the work and it just became too much. And so I was working with a client and we decided to form like a partnership. Um, And because of our partnership, it was the first time her business had ever made six figures and things. And so we were like, okay, we're a good team together. And we did well. The problem was I started getting, we started getting a ton of new age clients. And so she was in charge of sales and we started getting a ton of new age clients. And in good conscience, I just couldn't do it. I couldn't give them my best. I couldn't, as a Christian, I just couldn't give them what they fully needed. And not that the work was bad, right? But when I work with somebody and we're like aligned in our faith, like, you know, I mean, that's like Holy Spirit led, right? And so something different just comes out of it. And so the work was good, but it wasn't the same, right? And so I started getting headaches. Like I just didn't feel great. I dreaded getting on certain meetings and it was really hard. And so I looked at my husband and I said, I just can't do it. And he had no idea that this new age thing was happening. And he was like, yeah, you've got to go. 
And so we had a lot of stuff going on personally with our family. And then compounded with this, I was like, we just, I got to go. And so I left in December of 2021 and had no income stream, had no idea what I was going to do, had no clue what was going to happen. And so I said to my husband, I'm like, okay, I'm like, I started 11 years ago, right at that point, blogging and pouring in this way. And I'm like, blogging has changed so much. And so I'm like, I'm going to just learn what what the landscape looks like now, what people are doing now. And I'm just going to pour myself into that fully. And so I did. I started pouring myself into there completely. I was in school getting my MDiv in, um, so I was your master's in divinity in apologetics and theology. And so I'm like, I'm just going to go all in on this. And so I did. And I started getting questions from women like, well, I can't, you know, how do you disciple your kids? Like, I can't do that. I don't have a seminary degree. Or how do you read your scriptures? I don't have a seminary degree like you. So like, I don't interpret the way you do, or I don't know how to pull that from the text. And so I said to my, one of my best friends, I was like, I need to teach a course on this. And so she helped me put this together. And I launched a course in February of 2022. And it was 12 weeks long. It was great. Um, it's called Mamas in the Word. And we had incredible feedback from it. Women were, you know, healing years of church hurt and misinterpreted scripture and like learning how to have these difficult conversations with people of other faiths. And it was really, it was inspiring. And that's when, um, and I didn't charge anybody for it at first. Cause I'm like, I just want to like run this and see how it goes. And so then I remember, um, the co-founder of Girl Power Alliance reaching out to me. And I didn't know much about Girl Power Alliance or GPA for short. I didn't know anything about it. And she, her and I talked and um, she tells me it's like Netflix for Christian women and that it's a place where women can go to binge courses instead of TV shows in personal or professional development. And there's mentorship and all these things in there. And I was like, oh, that sounds really cool. And I remember being so on the fence about it. It took weeks for me to make a decision. And I was so on the fence about it. And my husband said to me, is your goal to do this by yourself or is your goal to have a kingdom impact? And I was like, well, of course I want kingdom impact, you know? And so he's like, well, they have more impact, right? There's four co-founders and they have a bigger network and reach and stuff than you do right now. So I think that makes sense. And so I was like, yeah, you're actually, you're probably right. And so I joined GPA. I put my course in it, Mama's in the Word, which is super cool. And then um, it's just grown exponentially since. And so I have, first of all, now I'm on the field advisory board, which is crazy. I've gone through their ICF accredited program, Radiant Leadership Academy twice. So I'm a double certified Radiant Leader, um, which is really cool. I've had just incredible mentorship. Like the way that Michelle Schaefer, the founder, has poured into me is astronaut. I could I cry all the time when I talk to her. I saw her at a conference. Um, we went to the the official launch of GPA in September in Dallas. And we went to dinner that first night I was there. And her and I literally just hugged and cried like at this dinner. Um, just because of the the connection that we have, the way she has poured into me. Michelle has helped me heal trauma that I've gone through. Um, it's just been like an incredible experience. And so like being on the board, like now I, it, it's just crazy the amount of mentorship and stuff that I've received and the way it's helped me mentor other Christian women. 
And so all of this to say, like my, my spiritual journey and my professional journey have all led to where I'm at right now. And what my true purpose is and my real purpose is to help women step into what it is that God's purpose is for them and what their calling is and to be okay with their God-ordained leadership. That's my that's my real purpose in life is I had to get to a place where like I I was okay spiritually and where my voice was safe and accepted and wanted professionally to really step in and and I've seen what it's like to have somebody try to stifle your voice and try to silence your voice. And I've met so many women who are not okay with women in leadership and we're going to talk in another episode about how you know Titus 2 does not limit women in their leadership abilities and we're going to talk about biblical female leaders and I'm just excited to dive into that because that really is my true purpose and my true calling and I'm so excited to to be on this journey with you. And so if you want to connect more, come find me on social media. It's all linked below. You can find me Lemon Price anywhere on social media. I'm the only one that exists, I think. Um, and I'm just excited to go on this journey with you. And we are going to spend so much time talking about your God-ordained purpose. We're going to spend so much time about marketplace ministry and serving people and stepping into our purpose and calling. And so thank you for being here for this first episode. Be sure to go, you know, subscribe, leave a review, let me know what you think, what you're excited to hear. And I look forward to sharing more with you in the future. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Milk and Honey Show. I hope this episode has helped you feel more confident in the calling God has for you so you can lean into your purpose and impact. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a second to rate and review. Each review helps us to help more Christian women entrepreneurs just like you. Don't forget to take a screenshot, share it in your Instagram stories, and tag me at the Lemon Price. I'll see you next week.